0: This episode of After the Whistle contains profanity. Listener discretion advised. Please enjoy.
1: What year was
2: this? It was my rookie year.
1: All right, welcoming into episode one hundred and nine, and uh, to steal the, the words right from the legendary Dave Letterman, our next guest needs no introduction, but we're going to give you one anyway. And All I right. don't know, if, right. I don't know if you remember this. You and I met uh, at the NHL Awards years ago, um, years ago, but you probably don't remember. You were just newly retired.
2: You were going gambling, I think.
1: Absolutely not. No, <laughs> I was, I'll was. i tell you one thing. I'm not going to tell you where I was going, but I definitely was not going gambling. Um, well, here, you know what's amazing? Chris Pronger joining us, uh, everybody already know, but I went back and, and I was looking at – Accolades of yours, and holy shit, man! Like what a outside of the suspension list, (laughs) your your accolades are 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 absolutely incredible. Like, did you guys win the Memorial Cup when you were in Peterborough? That's the one Uh, thing we lost in the finals to the Sioux, but you won the league championship that year. Okay world junior champ. Good because
0: he knocked us off that year too by the way. <laughs> Do you remember playing against Riven Junior?
2: Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: We had a we had a good battle that uh I think you guys uh beat us in the second round if I, if I'm if I'm thinking back or maybe it was the third round to be honest with you. But uh you guys had a great team back back yeah. then. That was uh the real deal and uh powerhouse from our our conference anyway.
1: All right, so Memorial Cup or, or um, OHL championship, world junior championship. I can't believe I read this one correctly. One time Norris trophy. One time. Yeah. Hey,
2: I, when you don't kiss the media's ass, they don't vote for you.
1: <laughs> I, like, to me, that that was the most stunning thing. I was like, wait, one Norris
2: trophy? What? How's he? Okay. As as ribs knows, we have the same, we had the same agent the whole time. He used to always tell me, you got to be nice to the media. You got to be nice to the media. I'm like, Well, I'm not going to do their job for them. If they don't ask good questions, I'm not going to give them a good answer. And if they're going to be jerks, then I'll be a jerk.
1: Yeah. All right. Noted. Noted for this interview. Noted. Ask good
2: questions.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the warning. Okay, so one-time Norris Trophy, two-time Olympic gold medalist, 06-07 Stanley Cup champ. I have not forgotten your heart trophy. And social media sensation. Yes. Chris Pronger,
2: uh, wh- here's, here's, and and actually to go back on the Norris Trophy voting, how's this for you? I was voted uh, second team All Star. Okay, so you're. I, I wasn't even. Oh, pardon me, pardon me. I was voted third in in Norris Trophy voting. Didn't make second team All Star. <laughs> So who
0: who made it who made it ahead of you that year? Do you remember?
2: Uh, there was I think maybe Zubov and somebody else, but they voted me as a top three defenseman. Yeah, Why yeah. wouldn't I be on their list for uh, the All Star team? You know, they're like the year end All Star team. Yeah, yeah. First and second team. Well, it just it baffles the mind. The uh, it, oh, and it's almost like they feel bad. They're like, well, I, I voted for that guy. Well, I'm going to vote for this guy now. I
1: try not to hurt too many feelings, right?
2: Yes. Well. Yeah. Yeah. It, my <laughs>
1: that, well, hey, I mean, uh,
2: so some anyways, at, some I, I athletes guess.
1: are sensitive. You know what I mean? Yes. I mean,
2: very, very sensitive. Yeah.
1: So you say that you say that with sarcasm.
2: Yeah. So, so why do you say that with such sarcasm? Because it was quite hilarious the conversations i would have with media when they would ask me about certain awards or ask me about different things since i've retired i talked to some some of the voters you know the me- members in the media that vote for some of these awards and i try to just explain what the awards mean they have no idea like the selkie trophy is for the best defensive player that is a forward why are we giving it to a guy that's a good player that gets a lot of points? When Bob Ganey was winning it and Guy Carboneau and all of these guys, their role was to be a defensive minded player. Yeah. And they were shut well, uh, yeah. down. So,
0: who was who is, who is voted this year? Barkoff was one, I think. Yeah. Uh, is Bergeron, Bergeron in there the, again? He's been in there for you know, a the straight And years. the Lady
2: Bing, the same thing. We're going to give it to a guy that has low penalty minutes, but has a lot of points. It's the most gentlemanly. It's not the most highly skilled gentlemanly player. It's the most gentlemanly player. And typically now when you look at these awards, the players that, provide a, that play a certain role on a team are now unable to win accolades that were ultimately set out for them to win.
1: Hey, I, I should have had a heart nomination. It's most 100%. valuable player to your team for crying out loud.
2: Who would open those doors if you didn't? Hey?
1: There's no better trailblazer than me. Hey?
2: As my uh, brother says, I was he was the best stopper in the league. He could stop the D and the forwards from ramming into one of each other. <laughs>
0: well, what did they call you? What did, uh, who was it? Uh, Clark MacArthur or someone on the
1: team called you it the was. grocery stick. Oh, uh, Clark MacArthur. <laughs> 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 he, sli- he slides down. This came up not long ago, Chris. He he slides down beside me and he goes, and I hadn't had a shift. I mean, very common. I mean, I, he played against me. I mean, I, I didn't play a ton. And uh, you know you, where do guys like me sit? We either sit at the one end, at the very f- front of the line, where you know you're yelling at all the guys, or you're, or you're humble about your role, and you're sitting in between the, the D and the forwards. You know what I mean? With a little bit of shame, you know. And and he slides down beside me in the middle of a game, and he's like, gee, And he 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 always had a hilarious way of talking. He was Jesus, Petey, He just playing the fucking grocery stick tonight, eh? Like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and i i didn't like i was kind of so like in a daze i'm like what do you mean grocery stick you're separating the d and the forwards like a grocery <laughs> stick separating groceries i'm just like you know what though i'm gonna
0: tell you the boys loved you oh, and you. you just you just were talking about this the other day because we were ca- talking about uh chris jury and the great uh job he's been doing and uh in new york with the rangers and Chris Jury did the same thing. Cruised down the bench, slid down the bench. All of a sudden he looks at Petey and he goes,
1: Have you played a shift tonight? Oh yeah, we're in Hey, this isn't supposed to be about me, by the way. We've got like no, Chris Pronger. you they, We've got Chris Pronger uh on the fucking show and we're sitting here talking about me riding the pine. Okay, so Jury, we're in Nashville and we're losing or we're winning six-nothing. There's like five minutes left to go on the game. I hadn't had a shift all game. And Jury slides down beside me and he goes, he used to call me prime time. He go, Hey t- time. Have you had a shift tonight? I'm like, no. What? It's like, do you want me to say something to Lindy? I said, don't say a fucking word. No, <laughs> <laughs> don't say anything. Just let me die in silence here. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway. So, um, no, this is great. I, just back to that conversation, because, you know, we went sideways there when I nominated myself for the heart. The Norris Trophy. So before we move on, I, I like this conversation because it's something that I believe in too, where I say the Norris Trophy never means best defenseman. Nowadays, it always means
2: the highest scoring defenseman. And you know what? I've talked to a couple of media, members of the media, and they've like, well, let's just create another trophy. I'm like, No. They're there for a reason. You guys are voting on it. Vote properly. Like, if a guy can't check his hat, why is he in the best defenseman conversation? So then,
1: so then before we shift on to to our next next topic, who is a true Norris Trophy winner for you? If it's not one of the guys on the list now,
2: no, it's Kale McCarr. He he defends hard. He plays hard. Just not last night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We were arguing about
0: that uh, earlier today. About uh, should or the tying goal? No, no. The uh, the yes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. The the tying goal. With a minute to go,
2: he's got to be burying that guy.
0: I know, but should he have been on the ice, Chris? They have, they have, they have Johnson. They have. uh, um, Who was
2: the other D on the ice? Manson.
0: The other D was uh, Taves.
2: Okay. So, well, I think that, I think I, th- and, and again, it goes back to coaching. Do you want to close out the series or do you want to keep everybody happy? You know, when, when I was playing, it was late in the game. It was me and Al, it was me and Scotty. It was, you know, you put me, me and chemo. I rarely play with chemo team in but if there's less than a minute left, we're both on the ice. Yeah. And we're both finishing the, the game. So yeah.
0: And Kimo Tiemannan was an exceptionally good defender. Yeah. An, an extremely smart guy. And I'm not saying, I'm not even saying that Kale McCarr is, is not a great defender. I'm just saying, and it's easy to say it now, right? Yeah. Should he have been on the ice with, I, do, with
2: I, I think he should have been on the ice.
0: Okay. Because great. I think
2: he sees the game. I think he just screwed up. I, I yeah. think he wasn't hard enough. If you watch their whole team, when they didn't get the puck out and Falk kept it in, and then they passed it around the horn um, one and a half times, they all got lured mesmerized. away from the net and puck mesmerized. That's right. And he lost track of where, if you see where Thomas comes from, he's right there below the goal line, and then he just kind of sneaks in and tucks S- sat by. Sat on the home.
0: back door. Most dangerous spot. And, you know, you got to know that the puck possibly could be going there. And, and when the shot's taken, you've got you to be in a good body position to make sure that you can clear that puck.
2: Well, so. but part of the problem is what they teach these kids now is is to front the puck, but well, the puck's coming from the other side, so now you're stuck in no man's land. Yep. And you're not boxing that guy out, and you're not taking, you're not using his asset, mobility, and and hockey sense, and all that to your advantage. And yeah, you know, I think you could tell right after he scored, he was kind of banging his stick, kind of pissed at himself for. For leaving them back there
1: yeah of your 18-year career how many times would chris pronger have won the norris trophy
2: be honest well, uh, be honest i should have won it at least three times there's a few times where a part of the problem is i might not have finished as strong as let's say lidstrom but i had way better stats in the first half of the season and, and, and my point is, OK, if, we, if we're going to do these votes properly and we're going to take the totality of a season, whether it's me or not, you know, you kind of have quarter marks where you got 20 games, 40 games, 60 games, 80 games, and then you're going to have five votes. You should have five votes in who's who's your guy, who's your guy. And they should be marking that down and they should actually keep it every 20 games. All right. After 20 games, all right, you're going to – gonna you're, this guy's the winner for sure. He's head and shoulders above. After 40 games, this guy's still head and shoulders above. Now he's got two first place votes. Now you go, okay, the next 20 games you get to 60. He's in my top three.
1: And the dog days in the sixty the the the, so-and-so
2: had a better, you know, and obviously I played different than Lidstrom. So you know, his game typically should go up towards the end of the year. And mine is probably going to fall off because I play more physical and I'm more tired. And so you know typically if you look at his seasons the second half and 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 more importantly the the last 20 games going into the playoffs he's racking up points and they're starting to kind of prep for the playoffs yeah detroit that is so well, you know and, and their whole team really like <laughs> they didn't really take the first 40 games that serious you know they're they're winning hockey games and they're playing well and and doing whatever but they're just checking in and then they're leading up to the the stretch run, they're starting to kind of get their game together. And then you see the way they play the last 20 games in preparation for a playoff run. They kind of dial things in and, and get the power play going and get everything kind of humming on all cylinders before they get started.
1: I guess I'll just ask you this before we move on, uh, who wins your heart trophy this year?
2: Hmm. Um, I would say Austin Matthews, you know, he'd, he'd, he deserves it. Um, oh, he's the heartbeat of that team. He scored sixty goals. They were, I don't know, a top six, top six team. Like, if you take him out of their lineup, they're a good team. They're not, but they're they 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 don't create matchup problems for anybody. What happens when you take
0: lineup. Connor McDavid off of the Edmonton Oilers, though?
2: Yeah, yeah. You I know, mean, it's I between think those two guys. Yeah, you take McDavid, McDavid out. You know, it'll, it, they will be one, two. Yeah.
0: And. I think the separator this year is the 60 goals. Yeah. You know, no one scored 60 goals, uh, for what? The last oh, it's been a 20 while. plus yeah. years well, since
1: Stamkos Stam- didn't Stamkos do it once. Yeah. Ovi he might just, Ovi Stam- did it. Yeah. Stamkos. Yeah. Ovi did it. Uh,
0: Ovi scored 65 the one year, I think his yeah. second year in the league. So. Not, not anyway sure, you're getting a great yeah. player uh regardless yeah. uh you can't go wrong
2: you're so. not going to go wrong with one or two with either one of those guys and obviously now <laughs> you're watching what McDay. you know and the other thing is they they make these votes before the playoffs which i don't know why they don't hand them out before the playoffs what's the difference why have <laughs> the vote done
1: do you think playoffs should be factored into the
2: awards well, or if, do you, or, if or players do you... are in if players are in the playoffs why not
1: yeah what's yeah. the difference yeah yeah, yeah.
2: i, I and they're getting the award in june why do you need to you know maybe you take the first round to you know as part of it if you're this opinion those guys that for those guys that aren't in the playoffs they're probably not winning anyways.
1: If you're this opinionated about the awards, I'd love to hear some of your <laughs> thoughts about the business of the game and, and the officiating and how the game is being run. Care to comment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's all free, line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, uh, you know, let, let, let's talk about one thing that I, I think, you know, I read all the accolades. I joked about the, the suspension list, but you know, let's, let's talk about that rap sheet. I mean, you know, what comes with that? Because I'm sure over the years, you know, you're relatively new to social media, but are, do you have people that message you just, just bullshit? Like, you know, I hate you prong or stuff like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like for stuff, but your suspensions, you know, that's how you played. How many of those are deliberate, intentional and how many of those are just moment of the game?
2: Yeah, the one the one, I broke Pat Peake's learnings <laughs> and what happened was I, I went to slash his stick and it he kind of moved the shaft a little bit and it hit the shaft of his stick and caromed up and hit him in the throat. So I was, I felt bad for Pat. It wasn't I was just trying to hit a stick, and it kind of bounced up and hit him. Um, Without going over each and every one of them, is there one how many that you times don't? How regret? many times
1: you were were you suspended? Seven, eight, I think. Eight. I think and eight. fined how many times?
2: Uh, uh, yeah. Well, early on, the fines were nothing. They were like a thousand bucks. Um, I, I don't know, a bunch. I, I don't even. I don't even count those. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so which which I, suspension? I, lost, I think I lost one point six million. Jesus and uh, suspension money.
1: So so is that a tax write off?
2: No, you know what? You don't even get it. It uh, it's a basically like you're not being paid, and the owner has to pay the players helping players fund.
1: So you don't get some kind of a, a loss, no, but I don't
2: have to pay tax on it because I don't I don't get it. It basically just gets kibosh from your payroll.
1: Okay. All right. All right. So I'll I'll ask the question again, just wires got crossed. Is there one suspension that you don't regret?
2: Uh, Well, I don't regret anything. (laughs) It's when you play a certain way and you need to listen. As you know, I had an X on my back. Everybody on any, on every other team is trying to murder me. So when I can get a pound of flesh from somebody, I'm taking it. And somebody coming across the middle with their head down. Sorry. Get your head up. Yeah. If somebody, when, you know, I learned early on, you know, like when, when I you say kid, early
0: I'm, on, when, pardon me, when you say early on, like, are you talking even before you, when, I, when I was a kid, hockey?
2: when I was a kid growing up, I was, you know, I, had when I played, I always had a screw loose a little bit and just, Always played aggressive and looked for guys with their head down, and uh, you know would get pissed off when somebody was taking advantage of somebody on the team. So, I'm like, all right, I'll take a number and watch that guy coming across the middle. Um, and so playing, you know, playing you know high school hockey and then playing junior, you know, I just play be unpredictable. You know, cross check a guy, spear a guy, take the puck, hit a guy, uh, you know, kind of sprinkle the infield. <laughs> Yeah. And kind of do do everything so that you don't know what you're doing. Sometimes I didn't even really know what I was doing, and until I did it, and I I, I just needed to play that way to kind of get some distance from people and and find some space. Create name the person. Talk.
1: Name the person that made this quote. Okay, mistakes happen. Not every one of my suspensions was purposeful or intentional. A lot of that stuff happens spur of the moment in the middle of a game. I think I can bring that to the table. Sometimes emotions get the best of you. Things happen.
2: (laughs) Who is that? That's you. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) Well, see, there you go. (laughs) I thought I was hoping you were going to be like, like, oh, what a crock of bullshit. I I don't feel bad. I mean, I wasn't trying to maliciously injure anybody. Was I trying to hurt people? Sure. That's us say you got to strike the fear of God in people to make sure that they give you a little bit of space and a little time of the puck. And who did know. you love to battle
1: with the most? Like who, who was a guy that you're like, all right. Cause you were a big physical who gave guy. You, and who gave you yeah.
0: the hardest time?
1: And, and I'll just, let me add something to you while you think about that. I played one year against you in your division when I was with New Jersey and I can honestly tell you that the wives of the players on the team used to complain about you. Cause every time the guys would come home, they'd have welts all over their body. They'd be stiff. You abused Parise, Zajac, Langenbrunner, Eliash,
2: like just destroyed those poor guys. Uh, well, they only got one year of it. So well, one and a half, two and a half, two and a half. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I, I only know how to play the game one way and I tried to play a little less intense, a little less aggressive and it just, you're not, I wasn't in the game. I wasn't, I did it one, one game. I did it and I almost got hurt. I went into the, you know, boards kind of lackadaisical. And of course, then the guy sees me and he comes at me hundred miles an hour and it just, I learned I, I can't I gotta be a hundred percent all the time. Well you guys are gonna 70%. try and take liberties
0: with you, you know. You were yeah you're playing twenty-five, thirty minutes a night, you're a power play guy, penalty kill guy, every situation guy. So anytime you do something and they can try and take you off the ice, I mean, it would have been every single game that you played. I mean,
1: you, I mean, well, I think, I think I try, I think I was telling Craig, like, I think I asked you to fight one game just because it would have been a great trade-off for our team. <laughs> like like you, you probably said something like, this could be your last shift Peters or something along those lines. Yeah.
2: But why are you out here with me?
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, cause you ha- you just, you happen to play half the game. So it might happen. A- <laughs> You're playing 30 minutes a night. It's gonna get, we're gonna cross paths. No, but I mean, we 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 sidetracked there. Was there one guy that you really enjoyed? You're like, man, I can't wait to. Was there a star player? that Yeah. You no, I
2: I you know, Peter Forsberg always tried to play physical too, and so it was just like, I don't know. All right, you sure you want to do this? <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna lose this one. But he he went down swinging, you know. And I think it probably shortened his career by trying, you know. You watch the the Avalanche and the Stars series with Hatcher and Mapauchuk, just laying the boots to him constantly, and him trying to fight back. And you know he 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 played with an edge, and and obviously a highly skilled, uh, incredibly talented player. But he had a he had a switch to him, and he would snap, you know, trying to reverse shoulder all the time, and trying to, you know, for a guy that's I don't know six one, two ten or whatever he was, I don't know. At some point that's gonna catch up to you. Do you think like like I told Crosby his rookie year? I went and got the puck and he came to hit me. I was in Anaheim and he came to he came to hit me and then he got in a scrum. And I looked at him like, What are you doing? Like, why are you in here, number one? And why are you trying to hit me? Are you trying to piss me off? And he kind of looked at me, I go, because this is not gonna end well for you. (laughs) I can tell you that right now. And he, from then on, he just, man, eh, you're you're right. You know, you can play hard without being stupid. Like watching McDavid, and him running around hitting guys. You know, if it's there, great. You know, if it's part of the play, then then that's fine. But he's not that type of player. Don't number one. Don't tire yourself out. Don't add the added element of wear and tear on your body for no reason.
1: He's got an, he's got a big enough target on him.
2: Yeah. So, you know, when, when guys like that play like that, it, it creates a flashing green symbol above their heads that, okay, I'm open for business. There's
0: there's (laughs) no Chris Prongers in the league anymore. None, zero. There's not a guy like you. Okay. Um, and those those green lights that uh flashed in your eyes of hate and it they all turned to red those days are over the 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 product is is great i've i've loved the transition of uh the the hockey player and the skill level in skating but the style of player is is passion. no longer i wouldn't even say passion i think i Because I don't, I think these guys are passionate. They just play the game differently. I mean, you played with an edge on your shoulder because you had guys that literally wanted to hurt you, just like you know you wanted to hurt them. But you were more about the about trying to number one protect yourself first and foremost because you're playing 30 minutes a night. You know you had to you had to set a standard that if you're going to take liberties with me, I'm going to hurt you, and that's the way you played your entire game. That's not happening anymore. McDavid's yeah. running around. He's the best player in the league. You would think someone would want to absolutely kill him. It's not happening. Yeah. Because it's just a different game, right? Well, how do you feel about that?
2: Well, and there's a there, but, and also there's a fine line because the timing of a big hit, you know, Luchic hit him, hit Kane, and then he hit McDavid. I think that might have been game one. And, you know, tossed them both around. And you're like, okay. But even him, I mean, it's all timing. If you're not timing it properly, you're going to be susceptible to a suspension, you know, a bad penalty. You know, it, the timing ha- in today's game with the rules and the way everything's set up, the timing has to be perfect. And I think a lot of times because of that, there's a lot of players that just pass up a hit because they're like, it's not the perfect angle. It's not, you know, they do a flyby or they're like, all right, well, I'm not going to hit him. I'm just going to do the flyby and keep my speed. and. That's when you see them doing this constantly. Yeah. Well, do
0: you not think the game's being you know ref completely different than even 10 years ago?
2: Yeah. You know, and I but I think and I'm gonna I'll put you in their shoes because I would not want to be a referee. Here's a huge factor. Number one, the game is so fast that even two guys trying to look at how every, and A, get out of the way to track, you know, where they're supposed to look and then ultimately where their people think they should be looking. You know, the, 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 the near referee is focused on the puck, but not the puck itself, on the bodies. He's not even looking at the puck. He's looking at the bodies to look for infractions and yep. whatnot. Yep. The back referee, which everybody always bitches about, well, why didn't the front guy – Call that well. The front guy's not even looking at that; he's looking at this select pile of people, and then the back guy gets the macro view and sees everything. And you know, sometimes when you're that far away, you know, your stick gets caught or something. You know, when a guy, oh, he's caught a tripping penalty. It sucked. It's it's a uh, it's a thankless job, and unfortunately, yes, it unfortunately, it's an incredibly fast game with. Big bodies that can move, and oh, by the way, there's a hundred. There's a puck that's goes ninety to one hundred miles an hour that can kill them too. <laughs> and so, you know, they've got to, and they got to get out of the way all the time. So it's so you're so you're
0: cutting these guys slack is what you're. I'm cutting what you're them a little right slack. I think, I think they've been sometimes. horseshit. Like judgment, I'm not going to lie, I think they've been complete horseshit. It, it's judgment. I've never seen see- worse refing than what I've seen in the last year.
2: I, I would say from a judgment perspective, and, and here's what, and, and I don't know if this is true or not, what they're trying to do is make it a blanket call, meaning if you're Wes McCauley and you know the the feel of the game, they don't want you to have the feel of the game. They don't want you to know how the game's playing out. And, you know, they just want you, black and white right here. They don't want you to okay, you know, tensions are high. Let's let's see how it goes. Let's let yeah. this play out a little bit. They need maybe there needs to be a couple of fights or maybe something needs to happen to just diffuse everything. Yeah. And the younger referees I think are just told they you have to call it this way. And this I think way. they're
1: terrified because they're under a microscope.
2: Correct. Yeah. Correct.
1: Like they're the the you know, first of all, two things I'd say about the officiating. Number one, time to put somebody up top that has a bird's eye view of the game. Right? I mean, it's like they can call down. If they're calling Toronto, they can, can call. They upstairs. have an
2: earpiece in these refs. Um, sure. You or can't have a guy up top calling a penalty. He can me? tell the guy on the ice. Yes, but it would have to happen quick.
1: Yes, I, I I would agree, and that's the thing is like I think you need somebody with with an above like a bird's eye view. But how how they to make how they, to make a penalty call to maybe help no decide. On a call? There That's you go.
0: What, okay. Not not to make a call on the ice. I want the two guys that are on the ice, whether it's good or bad, make make a human call and stick with it. And then let me bitch and complain on my podcast <laughs> the next day. That's what I want. I want human <laughs> error. I'm okay with that. These guys, like you said, Chris, they have an incredibly hard job. The game is super fast. I want to bitch about them. Um, and by the way, steady. when they
2: make good calls, I'm the first guy to say, absolutely absolutely Absolutely. but when we're
0: talking about the eye in the sky and i i want a guy up there to help these guys because these guys are on the ice the adrenaline's going they've got the crowd going i want someone with a calming influence to basically these guys can go to the tablet. These has got two guys going to a small little tablet trying to make a a call when the fans are screaming and yelling no take that away from them let the eye in the sky look it over make the problem him call. look
2: at all the shit There and you go tell them i looked yes. at it because because you know on an offside call they have the two the linesmen go over and say oh well here's here's what i thought just have the guy go up there absolutely say, was it offside or was it onside that's and right. Take, no, it away it from, Boom, done. take
0: it away from them. The emotional guys, the guys that are refing, the guys that have the adrenaline going and, and listen, send it to someone else. So there's no, there's no bitching and complaining
1: about the guys in, on the ice that are making the call. Right. So, so. W- with all that being said, you're, you're, you know, I think everybody knows that you did some time. I say it like you were in jail, but you did some time at the uh, department of player safety. And, and I'd love to know what you thought of that experience. I, there's so much about Chris Pronger that I, I want to talk about, you know, why did you leave there? But the other side of that question is what is the leagues from your inside perspective with the league? What is the league's mindset towards fighting and open ice body checks that are now 50/50 of the time they are headshots:
2: so uh, as far as I know, and, and from what I can remember from any conversations as really, fighting is not they're not going to remove the uh, fighting from the rule book, so to speak so as. As far as I know, that's not going anywhere. Our players going to do it less and less? Yeah, because they don't do it in junior, and they don't do it, you know, they just don't do it. Right. So.
1: Kind of let it die on its own.
2: You, you know, it'll, it'll just kind of, no pun intended, peter out.
1: <laughs> I like
2: that. Well played. Um, as far as the, the hitting is concerned, any north-south hit, so a uh, Zadarov on uh, – the kid in dallas what was his name was it witkowski or i think uh north south hit when you're going to hit a player and you're even if you're not don't have your head down but you have your head up your head is the first point of contact you can't hit a player north and south without hitting his head and you got a lot of people like well we, we need to eliminate that well if you eliminate that you're going to have no hitting you might as well take hitting out Because as a defenseman, if I can't hit you in open ice, when can I hit you? Because I can't hit you in the defensive zone because all you do is turn your back and protect the puck because you're scared to get hit. And you just turn your back every time. You know, we used to see that all the time. And then the fans would go crazy and, you know, the GM would call, oh, he hit him from behind. I go, no, he didn't. Take a look. He looks, he sees the guy coming, and then he turns his back and gets smoked. Whose fault well, is that? How about the – And here's the, another question. Why would a player, to get a two-minute penalty, risk his career, risk his you know, head, possibly a concussion, what have you, neck, to draw a two-minute penalty? Do we really – is that where we're going? Like, you're going to turn your back to draw a penalty and almost kill yourself, potentially? Yeah. You know, come on.
1: Smart well out. what was the what was the hit the other day, Riv in the Florida Tampa game that you you know, we have friggin' Department of Player Safety on. We may as well Haggle. Uh, the Haggle. Ryan you... Haggle, uh right the 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 Florida Panthers
0: uh player, um, Finnish kid, can't say his name, so I won't oh, attempt uh, it. I
2: know. Lou, Lou to Ryan, uh I know who
0: you're talking about. Yes, yeah, and I am. Hagel gave a cross check four feet from the boards and that kid went down and it was, I think it's the most dangerous hit you can make in the game of hockey without question. Um, Any, there, there was a two minute penalty yeah,
2: and oh, a fine. This is, here's, like, here's, here's the problem that I've always had from day one. We, if a player doesn't get hurt, it's all right. You can smoke somebody as hard as you want from behind if he doesn't get hurt and just picks himself up and goes to the bench. Two minutes, guy gets hurt. Unfortunate situation, guy goes awkwardly, gets hurt, hurts his ankle, hurts his neck, hurts his shoulder. Now we're going to talk about a suspension. We don't suspend the act. We suspend the outcome. Exactly. And it's always bothered me. You, You know when something is real, and and malicious and when something's an accident brad Marchand dipping down and slew footing guys and doing i mean that's on purpose a guy what about lucic hitting mike smith
1: the other night
2: he did not hit him he he (laughs) basically carried him and mike smith freaking flailed away thank you that's what i (laughs) said
1: ribs is like lucic has a history of this and i'm just kind of like if he hit him
0: Hey, we live in Buffalo, man. Do you know what? Remember what happened to Ryan Miller? We're gonna <laughs> sit here. We've got Luchitz going in, smoking the goaltender, and now all of a sudden we're them. gonna we're he gonna say that he them. didn't do it. Right, I'm stop.
2: actually. I, I haven't seen. Have did they rescind his game misconduct?
0: Oh, I I don't know. He got K- fined. So. He got fined. Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, so he got a he got a fine for it, like five thousand um, dollars. Hagel, who, who? Which I think that situation there the outcome of that could have been so yeah. so so much worse he got he got he got to find
2: 3800 bucks so here's like, another here's another to that point and on that specific play how many times when you're growing up did you ever stand four feet from the boards never well, they were going in never. They, were, never. they were going in but if you're going in
0: you're that, saying as a defenseman, how many times am I going to have a guy behind me that... And not you know, either
2: slow up into him or yeah, get to the boards as fast as you can and just take it.
0: Yes, yes. You learn that, though, but, I mean, you learn how to... Pre-
2: you learn that, but you don't learn that nowadays. They don't... Because how yep. rare, How often are you getting hit like that?
1: Oh, hey, well, hey, in Massachusetts, they want to have, they wanted to put the warning track on. Do you, do you remember that? that? The orange... About two feet of a big thick line from the boards, two feet from the boards, all the way around the rink, the warning track. Yeah, that's, it was, uh, I mean, that's that, how.
2: That is, that is, that is the most dangerous play when two players are skating towards the boards and the back guy cross checks them or shoves them. You see that all the time. My uh, my rookie year, the year before I got to Hartford, Patrick Poulin did that to Al McInnes and popped his hippo. Where he just poked the back of his leg when he was going back for a puck, and he blew his uh, blew his hip out.
1: A lot of guys did that. Hey, like that was a yeah. that was a pretty pretty common play. So after talking department of player safety stuff, why did you leave? What was your exit strategy for that? Why why were you ending? Uh, why did you I end had, up?
2: I had talked Peter Luco, who was the president in Philly when I was there, was down in Florida and uh wanted me to talk to dale i was at a gm meeting and he's like hey you should talk to dale and just start talking to him about the team kind of what went on there uh you know he got kicked up top then he was taking back the reins and um and just you know was interested in kind of learning that side of the business and you know potentially going down that path and uh you know dale obviously a lot of experience uh, done it all. Built Chicago into the powerhouse they became. And uh talking about to- Dale
0: Dale Talon.
2: Dale Talon. Correct? Yeah. 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 so So, uh, you know, went went there under the under the guys that, you know, learned from him and then potentially take over. Because listening to you speak, I mean, you should be in management
1: <laughs> somewhere. I, I just, I, I, it baffles. Craig and I talk about this all the time. When we found out you were coming on, we we're just kind of like, how is this guy not? In upper management with some organization somewhere. And the funny thing is you were with Florida and
0: in, in the, you know, I don't know what your title was at the time, but obviously when you took that position there it was it, it it's a move that you're you're just looking for time you're looking for to you know to figure things out and, and and to gain experience and then eventually you you see guys like you jump into the next phase right so what 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 went down with florida
2: yeah no it was a great experience um you know i think watching you know Learning how to build a team, learning sometimes patience over just doing something. Yeah. Uh, when I was here in St. Louis, Mike Keenan, if he didn't make a move every day, if there wasn't a Blues transaction in the paper every day, calling somebody up, trading somebody, waving, doing something, he felt like he wasn't doing enough. So, uh, you know, learning patience and and developing players, understanding, you know, from the the time you draft a player to, you know, from the touch points after you draft a player to player development, to the minors, to, to making the big club and, and then how it all comes together. And, and obviously within a budget and, and constraints from ownership and, you know, they, they've got a vision too. And, and basically trying to put it all together and say, okay, here's the, you know, what is our, what does our payroll look like? What's the budget? Okay. How are we going to fill, how are we going to fill in players? How are we going to, who are we going to get, you know, and obviously in Florida at the time, You know, everybody looks at Florida as like, well, I'm going to go down there for a year or two and end my career and you know have fun and get sun and play golf. I'm like, we don't want guys like that. You know, know." (laughs) we don't need a retirement community here. There's enough of them. (laughs) We need people that are good hockey players now that want to help us win hockey games, get more people in the building, create a buzz about the team, about you know environment, etc. And um, you know, I was doing a lot of kind of everything. I was doing amateur scouting, pro scouting. Uh, you know, obviously helps that there was a team here, so I could see a lot of the uh, – on the pro side, I could, I could see a lot of the teams uh, in my backyard here and then traveled a little bit for, for some of the other pro stuff that I couldn't see here. Um, you know, I was probably two weekends a year, you know, two weekends a month doing junior stuff, uh, college junior stuff for the draft, and then, you know, down in Florida at least once a month, or finding the team somewhere on the road uh, trying to do everything you know kind of over learn everything understand the the contract process and the CBA and I had a pretty good idea on the CBA but a couple other little nuances that were new from from the last CBA uh, redo um, and then I just kind of it kind of lost its luster where you know it I just wasn't enjoying myself anymore. And I wasn't making a ton of money. So what's, what's were you giving
1: input? Like, were you, were they taking your input? Were they taking it?
2: But at the end of the day, I'm not Dale. I'm not the, I'm not the one making the decisions. I'm there to provide guidance, to, to give input, to give opinions on things. But at the end of the day, he's the decision maker and the owner. They're the decision makers. Yeah. Do you think owners do you think
1: owners in hockey I know football's different, you have your Jerry Jones and all that stuff, but do you think owners in hockey specifically should be involved in decisions, or do you feel like that there should be that separation from president GM to ownership?